This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From baseball's top personalities. The Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to come out here to lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Now time for another edition of A's Unfiltered. You're going to get three players. You're going to get Cole Irvin, Jed Lowry, and Kevin Smith all here on A's Unfiltered that we did on A's Cast Live. And we'll start with the big left-hander, Cole Irvin. He's the lefty Cole Irvin here on A's Cast Live. How are you? Great. What's up, A's fans? Live on YouTube. You like how we're stepping our game up? It's I love just this. Not, I mean, we're all we're multimedia just for you. I love I love this because now they're going to see me dance while we're on YouTube and the music's going on behind me. You know, it's a lot of ugly things that are going to happen now. But you were trying to get clicks, so keep doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, we 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 have a problem with you, and I hate to say it, and oh, I and I don't no. want to start out negative. Because, you know, I want to be positive. Well, as long as we end with a positive, we'll be all right. But we have a major negative, kind of a bone mm, to pick with you. Okay, all right. You're only the 12th fastest pitcher in baseball. You're not top 10. Well, it's these dang hitters that take their time in their batting routines that I think is the problem. I don't think it's me because I'm standing there ready. I, when I saw Shane Bieber was number one, and I mean, it wasn't he, you. I mean, he works fast. I mean, he's been working fast since college. But but you're 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 Johnny fast. I thought you I thought you'd at least be. But I, okay, top okay. Five. My my counter I think has to be with runners on first, and I hold. I, I vary my holds. I vary my speed that's and true. timing because the All runners right. right in front of me. So I think that's kind of where right-handers my, just going. He didn't hold. It. I, I do, does right do right-handed pitchers even. Old people I, I, anymore? I don't even know. I don't think so. I don't think they pay attention to I don't to think it. so. I mean, with our catchers, there's no reason to. I mean, we got arms behind the plate. So, you know, with Betancourt and Murph, I mean, they're going to throw guys out no matter how fast you, you gotta are. you got to kind of, with Betancourt back there, you got to watch your lips with that ball coming back fast. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he takes great BP, too, on top of not only having a great throwing arm. But, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, 100%. The, we got two – the best arms in the league, you know, behind the dish. So um, base runners is – it's going to be interesting to see how many guys steal on us this year. When the notes came out that StatCast had this pitch tempo deal, I immediately thought of you, and I thought, I love this. Like, now we're going to really know who's a sloth out there yeah. and who are the guys that when you pitch fast – your defense loves it. We were talking to Kevin Smith about that. Going, you're on. Hey, ball's coming. You got to be ready. You're on. You're, I mean, you're ready to play versus yeah. sitting there. And we actually did a timer on like what 30 seconds is like, just to sit here for 30 seconds and wait. I mean, it's a really long it's a time. Long time. You're such a better pitcher. 
the way you get into a groove, you're in a groove, everybody else is in a groove, yeah. working quick. And I'm glad we're – and aren't you glad as someone that means a lot to your game that we're now actually going to look at it and talk about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that, that definitely needs to be talked about. Um, you know, that there's, you know, there's one thing about having a routine, and then there's another thing about working at a pace that actually gets you going and gets – gets uh you get comfortable and you get into a rhythm and the game works actually faster in your favor and like i mean you can you saw it the other day i mean verlander works you know at a regular rate and yeah you know works pretty quick and i mean he was throwing well he got into a groove and then i was working quick as well i mean yeah i had a runner on first most of the time but i mean even then with no runners on still working quick and we you know got through that ball game two and a half hours or something like that and so, you know, it just it just goes to show that if you are working quick and working at a good tempo, you know, the games are going to speed up. They, they will. They just happen naturally. But, I mean, it's it's on the guys holding the ball first, and that and I take a look in the mirror at that. So um, if I'm not working quick, um, there, there's got to be something going on or something I'm thinking about because, you know, that's, that's part of my game. That's how I pitch consistently. When you go up against a lineup like the Astros mm-hmm. where they really – are one of the few lineups in baseball that can beat you every single way. They got the power, they got the contact hitters. They can what's it like preparing for them and getting ready for a ball club and then going out and implementing that plan? I mean, not just the Astros, I mean the rest of the league. I mean, it's major league baseball. We're you got to prepare for teams to be able to put damage numbers on you and and yeah, the Astros have a lot of depth and damage. So, you know, it's trying to limit that, trying to make good pitches um, early. And, you know, there, there's a lot of – I would say amongst just all teams, like you can't take, you know, the bottom part of the lineup for granted because they can do damage. Yeah. And, you know, we're in the major leagues. So, you know, being able to prepare, knowing who, who can put more damage on you, know who puts a little less, know who guy, you know, what guys put in play, you know, what pitches they like or what they're seeing well right now. You know, all that stuff is a factor in terms of game planning. And, um, you know, I like looking at one of my, the stats that I look at is their last 10 at-bats and their last 30 at-bats against left-handed, left-handed pitchers. What are they doing? What are they seeing? And, uh, you know, the averages can flip a lineup. They, you, you know, guys in the 3-4 hole could actually be not doing as much damage at that time as the 7-8 guys. So now you know you got to be a little bit more careful with the guys that are seeing the ball well at the bottom of the lineup. So, I mean, it's, there's a constant balance um, all year about, you know, who's hot, who's not, and, and that's what's fun about this game and pitching. And, um, but, yeah, the Astros, I mean, they, they just got a great, great lineup up and down, whether or not you believe whatever they did. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a different time, and now they're, you know, they're like the rest of us. And, you know, they still have the bats to, to do damage, and you have to be able to manage it in the best way you can. And, and limiting, you know, solid contact. And, and, and I think that's what I do well is, is I pitch to miss barrels, and I don't, I don't necessarily pitch to miss bats. I can tell you where I sit right up here in the press box, and all of a sudden they come and take you out. All of a sudden my papers are flying all over. I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> Keep him in there. I, I mean, it drives me nuts. You don't necessarily have to comment on this now that I think about it, but it drives me nuts because there's a problem to me when you're going to use four, five, six relievers, it takes one guy to have an off night for that whole thing to fail. Yeah. And I got a guy like you. I, It's like 
This is what bugs me. I don't know if it bugs I can ask you this with either of us get in trouble. Does it bug you that around the league that they feel if you give up one or two runs and it's the third time through the order that, oh, God, we got to make changes? Why can't we work through stuff like pitchers used to? Uh, you're, asking, you're, you're preaching to the choir on my end on that. You know, there, there's a lot of times where I feel like, you know, a, a good example uh, the other day, you know, I'd come out of the game five and two-thirds and, um, you know, I'm an out and away from a quality start. In my mind, I love quality starts. I love being able to give the team a chance to win. Um, you know, I want that ball. And I was kind of, I was kind of soft in showing Kotze that I wanted to stay in there. I should have tried a little bit harder. Um, what do you say to him? I kind of waved him off on the mound, but he didn't see me wave him off. And so maybe next time I just try to tell him when he comes out to the mound. But he already called for an arm, so I didn't really try all that hard. I'll be so, honest. So, yeah, if, he, if he's I already – His he's, head was down when I was, like, doing, like, one of these. Like, no, stay in there. Like, I don't I don't want him to come out. And, like, yeah, you're kind of done. So, yeah, it was more so, like, fun on my part. I was like, I wanted it, but I knew he was looking down and he wasn't going to give it to me. So I was like, all right, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take it. So – you know, again, sometimes decisions need to be made, and we're in a one-run ball game there. Verlander's throwing well. We don't know how that game's going to shape out. I think, I think, in, all in all, you know, that that's a good decision. You know, you got to think about situations, and um, you know, the bottom of their lineup was was hitting me a little bit more um, than the top of the lineup. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing about pitching right now, and I'm noticing, is is that third time through. A lot of teams aren't letting starters go through that third time through at all. Lineup. And what's interesting on my end, being a pitcher and pitching to contact, I'm going to see that third time through. And but you got to prove that you can do it. You got to prove that um, you can make pitches um, and pitch guys three different times, you know, three different ways in, in a game. And so that that to me is, is pitching, is being able to show guys different things. I think one of the at-bats that stood out the most to me was uh, uh, Alvarez in my last start is. Facing him three times, you know, solid bat. You know, his second at bat, I threw him too many sliders. And then that last time, I, I broke his barrel, you know, on fastball in. And so, in that first at bat, I was pounding him in too. So, I mean, I kind of got off my game plan in that second at bat, but I went back to it. And and, and, it, and it showed up to be a good thing, you know, got out of that, you know, fifth inning and, and was able to be in there for the sixth. So, I think those just, those those small things kind of go a long way when, when you're, Still learning to pitch at this level, and and showing that you can prove to you know pitch through three times through the order and, and stuff, and so that's pitching isn't easy. Um, you know, hitters make those adjustments, and as a pitcher, you got to as well, and you got to be ahead of it. You know, one thing that when you look at starting pitchers, like you pitch, and then the world forgets about you for a few days, right? It's like now we don't because we see all the stuff that you do. But just tell the audience how much work, the volume of work you guys will do. doesn't have to be all physical. A lot can be mental, too, mm -hmm. with watching the video and watching things. And, and, and as you said, gearing up, looking at the last 10 games or how many games. Or just talk about what you do in between starts. Yeah, I mean, between starts, it's for me, it's a little bit simpler. Um, you know, today I, got a, I do a long run, um, got a lower lower body lift, and then, uh, tomorrow I got a bull, uh, bullpen, and uh, my last bullpen, I threw it like 60, 65 percent. I don't think I had a fastball over 70 miles an hour in my bullpen, but I, what I was trying to do was trying to throw fastballs, you know, on, on both sides of the plate. I was splitting the plate, nothing in the middle. I, I didn't throw anything in the middle, 
it was trying to hit the corners and trying to hit all quadrants of the corners. So, you know, up, middle, and, and down. And so, you know, bullpens are intentional. You know, tomorrow I'm probably going to be working on a little bit more slider, um, slider cutter action, um, just to tunnel those a little bit better. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of the in-between there. And then, and then you know, we got two days up until Atlanta. Um, I will go into the yard on the off day to, to get some work in. Um, get a little light lift and, and stuff. So, I mean, we're lifting, we're working out. As a starter, it's four, four days a week that we're lifting and, and running, and, and then we get our start day. And then even after our start day, we're riding the bike for 20, 25 minutes after the start. So we're, we work hard. Um, you know, the, the programs here um, is kind of tailored to whatever you need, and they learn you as you go, um, and, and they help you as much as they can. And, and it's just a great staff, support staff here just that helps us every, every day. You know, I think about golf, and I think about how that works for, like, what you guys do. So if you're going to play golf that day and you go out to the range, you're working on what you do well because that's what you got to play with. On a day where you're not playing, you're just going to the range, you can switch grips. You can do all kinds. Mm-hmm. I can try and hit a cut. I can hit a fade. I can, I, mean, yeah. I can try and draw it. I can yeah. try and do all. So for you, when you talk about your bullpen like tomorrow, will you concentrate more on – refining what you do well or trying to fix what you want to make better start to start it's between it's start to start for me um because like if i come off a game where i was throwing bad sliders i want to throw more sliders in the bullpen and just get that feel back of what a good slider feels like at the at the tips of my fingers um some guys throw the same routine every time you know everyone's different and so to me i kind of tailor to kind of what i've been doing well what i haven't been so I kind of balance it the best way I can. But the other day, sometimes you just need to relax. You kind of need a lighter day. So I just did fastballs only and, and didn't try to overwork myself through 25 pitches, but still wanted to, to get something out of it. And it was all about command at the, at the end of my release point and just trying to feel it out front. And so, again, like, similar to golf, like there's, there's that refining point that we do. But, you know, with where we're at, um, sometimes you got to think about the lineups coming up. Sometimes you, there's a lot of things that kind of go into a bullpen day, and, and I definitely think about it. Um, you know, there's some days where I'm going to wear a, wear a jersey. There's some days where I'm not. Like, it depends on the day. It depends on how I've been going, you know, what the rhythm's like. Um, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And as I say it, I'm definitely, definitely in my own head about it for sure. <laughs> Now I'm going to be watching tomorrow. I'm going to be I'm going to be up in the press wall. Is he wearing a jersey start, today? What is he I, doing? I started talking about it, and I went, "Oh my gosh, I overthink my bullpens way too much. I need to relax a little bit more." That's what we do here on Ace Cast Live. We we get the real of what's going on. How much? Whether it's you, because you guys all talk a lot. You guys are a great support system for each other. How much do you guys got to make sure in a game of failure? You don't get too down on yourself. We fail every day. I mean, a, a ball, a ball in our you know total pitches category is is a, is a failure. Um, sometimes it's a success, a, a successful failure. If we're trying to throw balls, I mean, earlier in the year I was trying to throw a little bit more balls because I was in the zone too much. Um, so you know, there's there's times where. You know, I think a good example is, you know, when we get hit around a little bit, you know, I think the starters are really good at coming in and, and supporting each other about, like, what we're seeing from the sidelines and what we're seeing from the dugout. You know, hey, you're rushing a little bit too far down the plate or, 
hey, I think I think you should have gone fastball here with that you know location. And the next time they face that hitter, it's they they, they execute it. And you know with Frankie, I know we tell him a lot to throw his splitter. And it's not not a knock on him. He just he gets into the rhythm of the game like all of us. They tell me the same thing on my changeup. You know, we just want to want to get on it. We want want to throw it hard. And and again, that's just, it's just player to player. It's it's different guy. You know, Captain Knight will probably tell him something. And we're just honest with each other in the moment because we'd rather know now than than know after the game when we could have made the adjustment. And so that's the biggest thing I think uh, from the starters core. It, that's that's what we talk about. We we're, we're in each other's ear daily about stuff even even just on catch play sessions we're watching each other you know are we are we taking it seriously are, are we out front are we there's a lot of things that that we take care of and, and we make sure that we don't get lazy you know, I always thought like mariano rivera like what does he do in bullpens he just throws the same pitch over and over again <laughs> i don't that's a good question. Like, why do they ever even put down sides? Like, like anyone's like – Everyone knows, knows what's coming. I mean, did, did they, were they going to trick you one time with a, a pitch that wasn't a cutter? There's he a threw cutter. it every <laughs> single pitch. Oh, I think I told Danny the other day. I think – I forget who we were facing, but I, said, I think everyone in the ballpark knew he was throwing a curveball. I think it was to Nathaniel Lowe or something like that. <laughs> everyone knew except for him, except, except for Lowe, and he struck out on a curveball. And it was just like – that's his best pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think there's a lot of guys in the league that you know what he's going to throw. I just, you know, but, you know, some of these guys, when your stuff's that good, you could be out there and be like, hey, I'm throwing that. Like when Frankie's got his split going, oh, it's, it's like he could tell you, I'm throwing it. What are you going to do about it? It's aggravating. As a guy that throws 90 miles an hour, it's aggravating. It's watching 98 and then a 90-mile-an-hour splitter. And I'm just like, that's just not fair. Well, think about it like Evaldi has given up 16 home runs. Can you imagine if you had a 100-mile-an-hour fastball no. to go with your stuff? No, I feel like I'd be in the training room a heck of a lot more. I don't like being in there. You'd have no hitters if you had. If you had a hundo, <laughs> if you had a hundo. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably, maybe. I, I I had 98 out of the bullpen. Did in, you in really? In Philadelphia, yeah. God, how good was that? That was the coolest feeling ever. It was in Cleveland, actually. Was when I when I did it. Was I, that a juice gun or was no that? no no? It was. I mean, it was clean. It was clean. It was a clean ninety eight. It was ninety eight point two. So I mean, where'd I got go? a point two on there. Where'd it go? I have to start. I have to save energy. So if you we, know. So I was surprised. I was surprised that a lot of people don't know this, but I'll just share it. A lot of us starters pitch at like ninety ninety five percent. Of course, because you you'd be burnt by we, the third fourth right, inning. Yeah. Right. Frankie, I think is almost max effort. Except for on a splitter, and we have to tell him that. But I think for the most part, we <laughs> we 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 just try to conserve our energy because we're trying to get deep in that ball game. And and a lot of people, when I'm giving lessons in the offseason, you know, ask like, why aren't why aren't you trying to like train to throw harder? Well, I was like, because I want him, I want I want them to throw accurately first. I said, when your body develops and, and gets stronger, you know, that's when the velo comes and. And velo is just, just such an interesting thing to me. There's so many different ways to kind of teach it with driveline and all that. Well, I'll tell you this. But every broadcast, i got to do a farm report. So I'm always looking at our minor league teams. Oh, we're training them to throw all out in starts because they're only going three innings. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing is, like, now you're not teaching how to, like, manage a lineup going, you know, two, three times through in order. And like I think that I think the for me the minor league schedule being only six games and having six starters kind of hurts learning how to pitch to a team twice in the same 
you know, in the same week. Um, I'm not sure what what we do on the minor league side, but I mean, at least when I was in AAA, AA, like being on that five man rotation, man, it and we faced the same team in a week, knowing that I had them twice, I had to learn a lot about how how to throw a team six different ways, and 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 do it three times in the night, and that's that to me is is what is is what makes pitching so fun is like there's so many different ways right now that you can go about coaching but baseball is a really fun time right now where you can teach velo or you can teach command you can kind of do it all right now and both are going to work and get you to the pinnacle of the game and and but all in all like back to my original statement is like 90 95 percent uh effort out of starters and then we have that in our bag to be able to throw 95, 96. And, and I've, I've showed it in a few starts this year where, you know, I've gotten up to 95, and that's when I'm trying to empty the tank. Well, you're not going to have to worry. By the time you retire, pitchers will, starters will only go twice a month. They'll get, <laughs> they'll, they'll get we're going to have seven, eight-man staffs. What, you, what do you think, about 12 starts a year will be good? Golly, 12 I don't starts? know. 12 starts? Yeah. yeah Chasing mean, records in the 12-start-a-year record? Oh, man. I... I, I, I yeah, there's there there are some areas I hope baseball doesn't go down. Twenty man bullpens. Yeah, the pitch clock is to me is one thing that I hope that we don't get too happy with because I feel like a routine is good in an at bat. A routine is good when you're on the mound. Um, you know, foul balls happen. That's when you take your time to reset. And if you got to be on the mound to be ready to throw a pitch, to me that like I've seen. I, I was watching uh, when I was in Stockton. Watching that pitch clock, man, it was just it's just so fast. It's just it's so fast that you actually can't think and you just just react. And I I feel like learning the game is very hard to do when you're trying to go hyper speed in baseball. And so but again, it's cutting down time in games. So By a lot. By a lot. It it is. It is. And the numbers are their numbers are crazy. But uh, there's still a level of understanding and learning the game that I feel like needs to be had at those levels and if you're running through a game as fast as it can what what are you learning from the game how are you breaking that down how is it how's it affecting you know a growth of a player uh, especially young players at, at that level so it's it's interesting you know, there, I, I have a lot of thoughts on that we could probably talk about that at a different time we got all the time <laughs> in the world now they're, they're gonna wrap me up here uh quickly you know what you guys have been better on the road than at home it's bottom line you're going to finish this series, go back on the road. Is, is that something that in the back of your guys' mind that you, you understand, you know that sometimes, hey, hey, let's get on the plane, let's go. It's better for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to say this year because, I mean, we, we're in here every day grinding and, and really trying to win um, games at home. I mean, but I think our bats, you know, in, in opposing ballparks kind of show up a little bit more. Um you know, and that, and that's just plain and simple. I think pitching's going to stay the same. I mean, it doesn't matter where we go; pitching's going to stay the same. Um, I think just offensively, a few few of the balls that we hit here go out in other ballparks, and maybe that's I think that's all it is. And and so you know, it could be kind of a, a thing to think about. But at the at the end of the day, we're trying to win at home as just as much as we're trying to yeah. win on the road. Um, so I, I don't really have an answer. I, I think we're always ready to play. We're always we don't care who's in the other uniform and. We just we want to win ball games and we don't like losing. I'll tell you that. I mean that's the the loss the other day. You just hurt a little bit, um, and I'm glad we had the off day to kind of reflect and kind of reset. And uh, there's a lot of good energy today in the in the locker room. So 
to hopefully we can carry carry this into a series win against a, a good Red Sox team. All right, so let's just end with this. As long as pitch tempo, you're top 15. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Okay. Yeah, top, top 15, 15. Try to get top 10, but I know that with holding runners at first as a left-handed pitcher, it's going to – If you were right-handed, where would you be? I'm pretty sure I'd be at the top. I'd be curious to see who the – who the righties and lefties like if there's if there is a discrepancy between you think my crack staff would be able to come up with this information yeah I, especially how when many we, lefties are in the top <laughs> 10 are we sliding him is that not i didn't even think <laughs> no, about that no, remember i set this to minimum 250 <laughs> pitches because they've weighed miley in there who hasn't thrown that many pitches yet this year he's like 11 seconds with nobody on base but he's only pitching certain so i set it to 250 but, but one of cole is is your 12 but all 11 guys are right handers in Good, front of you right Right. Then that's not fair. Yeah, exactly. That that that's called so that, ba- that's analytics <laughs> that are crap. Uh, hold on, I'm holding up. Then they, they, they you know technically then they should have a righty versus lefty. Could yeah, you Make could a left column, righty column. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because yeah. All right, minimum two hundred fifty pitches. Shane Bieber, righty. Righty. Aaron Ashby, he, he's a, from the Brewers. I think he's a lefty. Uh, Steven Matz, lefty. Alex Wood, okay. lefty. Okay. Logan Webb, wow, righty. A lot of lefties up there. Uh, our, our, our Mike, I need to speed things up. <laughs> uh, the, the next lefty after um, would be Nestor, Nasty Nestor. Nasty? Drew nasty. Smiley, David Peterson, also lefty. Gosh. Then you, and then Sean Maniah. Wait, David Peterson, then me? Uh, yes. Yeah, go Ducks. Oh. And then Maniah's <laughs> after you. So you're ahead of Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, that's the, yeah, totally. Beat uh, you. Got him. You know, Got him not, in one category. It's, it's not too long from now that we will not talk baseball and we will talk Pac-12 football. Hey, we're we're hey, we're not that far, far. We're in summertime. Before Speaking you know it, up, we're going to hit August, and it's yeah. going to be let's get her going. Yeah, college baseball right now going on. I think the Ducks are on right now, so I got to go in and start watching. Thank you very much. Have, awesome stuff. Always fun having having me on. So it's always it was a great time. Thank you for having me. From the lefty to the switch hitter, here's our good friend, Jed Lowry. Well, how about that? Back-to-back, huge A's cast live guest. You think about what Blummer has meant to us. We got Jed here, what you've meant to us for, for so many years here with the A's and always so kind with your time. And, and now we're doing this. People can watch this live on YouTube and Twitter and get to kind of see the background and see BP. Perfect. It's a game changer and always great to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. I got to think today was kind of a special day for you because it looks like you had your kids out there with you. (laughs) I did. I I brought uh, I brought Miles out for the first time and then uh, and then my daughter and wife showed up uh, a few minutes later. So Sage got to come down as well. So what is that like as your kids get older? Because when they were young, I remember they were really young, and you're, they don't know. Yeah, right. But now they know. What What, what is that like as a father? Uh, I, I mean, that's uh, that, that type of experience, right, getting, getting the opportunity to share that type of experience with them is – uh, you know, it's not something I got to experience. So that means all, you know, everything to me, like having, having them on the field with me and being a part of my day and seeing what it takes to kind of go through it. It's got to be a whole different perspective for you mm. to now, you know, being going from you have the kids, you got babies, you're trying to play through it, not easy, yeah. to now that they're older and they're self-sufficient and everything. Sure. I mean, what is that like? As you get older in the game and your family gets older with you, what is that like? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it's these types of moments, right, where you get the opportunity to, um, you know, have shared experiences. And uh, it, it makes it uh, all the more special. Yeah. When you look at this team right now, hmm. 
What needs to happen to get things going for you guys at home? Well, I, I mean, just uh, I think cashing in on opportunities um, first and foremost uh, and just, you know, finding ways to continue to get guys on base and, and getting those big hits. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we kind of we're, we're going to have to uh, find ways to, to score runs here. Um, you know, the, the power numbers haven't been as, as good at home. Um, and, you know, it's a little different. You never really know with the Coliseum. Some nights the ball's just not going to travel. Um, and so you got to find ways to string hits together and get those big hits because, um, you know, it, it, you know, sometimes the Coliseum doesn't play the same as, as uh, other, other parks when we go on the road. You know, the one thing about your game that we've always loved is that you're the extra base hit machine. I mean, we know the doubles and what you've done in your career here with the A's. I've always loved your brand. I kind of like the brand we got going now. Now not everybody hits home runs, mm. and now it's about scoring runs, maybe traditionally the old school way. Let's let's have some stolen bases. Let's hit behind the runners. Yeah. Let's take bags. I mean, this plays into your game. Have you enjoyed – less of the everything's launch angle and everybody's trying to hit home runs and more trying to maybe a little bit more old school? Yeah, I, I mean, me personally, it hasn't really changed the way I approach the game. You know, I, I think I, I've never I've never gone up there trying to hit home runs. I've tried to drive the baseball. And when you get a good pitch to drive, um, you know, the ball is going to go out. And, and, you know, this year the ball has performed a little differently than what we've seen in the last few years. Um, but once again, that, that's not really changing the way that I approach the game because, um, you know, I'm looking for a pitch that uh, that I can handle and, and drive. And that doesn't necessarily, when I say drive, that doesn't necessarily mean in the air. It just means, like, hit the ball hard somewhere. Yeah, I think about the walk-off hit against the Rangers. Right. You know, I mean, that's just, I mean, you're, you're what they give you is what you're going to take. Precisely. And you hit it hard no matter what. But the joy that you guys still have, that's one thing I think Mark Kotze has really installed is there's going to be fight every game. No matter what that – forget about the records, forget yep. about the numbers. Sure. Fight every game and that you guys still got to enjoy yourselves. And I think we saw that with – it was an ugly game that you guys won. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that's – that's all part of the process, right? And so, you know, if you can't find ways to enjoy the the good minute, the, the good moments in this game, um, you know, it's it's a it's a hard game, and and you know, you're not always going to be a part of a winning team. And so, when you have those when you have those moments, um, you always have to enjoy them. So we've talked a lot. I know we talked about this in spring training. You know, you played with Mark Kotze. Yeah. Uh, and, and now him as a manager, as a new manager, what is that like for you seeing the guy you played with and now seeing a guy who's maturing in his own as a skipper? Yeah. No, I mean, I think personality-wise, energy-wise, he's, he's the same guy. He's, he's a high-energy guy, emotional guy that, you know, he's invested. Like, he wants to see everybody do well, and um, he expects a lot of, out of everybody, and he expects us to fight just like you were saying until the very end. And, that, you know, anytime, uh, anytime he has a message for us, it, it seems like he always, always emphasizes that, right, that, you know, we're, gonna, you know, we're not going to give anything away, and, uh, you know, we're going to fight to the end. And I think that's the type of brand that, um, you know, the A's have been known for for a very long time, and I think he continues in that tradition. You played with some great players when you were young, mm. and I'm sure they said things to you that to this day you remember. Now you're an older player. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself saying some of the things that those guys said to you you're now saying to younger players? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, you know, there's moments where, you know, something needs to be said, just, you know, even even just a clap of the hands in the dugout, right? Like, hey, let's just, you know, continue to grind this out, right? Get Don't give anything away. You know, just just little things that, you know, it's easy to get discouraged um, that, you know, something something little, uh, you know, just a little earbug, right, that, um, you know, hopefully can flip somebody's uh, mindset. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I learned a lot just by watching the way that the, a lot of the guys that I came up with went about their business and um, there's a lot to be said in this game about you know watching and learning um, how to go about your business on a daily basis that's so interesting because we always think about you know what people say to other people how you teach people when maybe one of the greatest tools is just to not say anything and use your eyes and mm. use your ears, not your mouth, and to see. So, and I think Marcus Simeon was a great example as Marcus was a guy that if you were a younger player, Marcus didn't say much, but, mm. man, did anybody work harder? And I right. think about you and the craft of what you have to do every single day. Mm. As a switch hitter, you got to work on your right and left swing as much as someone works on one so just talk about that how important it is really to use your eyes more than your mouth yeah no i i think that's a um there's really nothing else to be said right i think especially as a young player we're trying to figure out who you are in the game um you know you 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 see the the veteran guys and how they go about their business and what it takes to put yourself in a position to perform every day to give the team the opportunity to win um, and, and so I think that's, um, you know, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, young players have to come up and, you know, zip their lip, right? Like we want, we want guys to come up and be themselves, um, show their personality, but at the same time, you know, learn, learn how to go about your business um, at the major league level to help the, uh, you know, help the team win. All sports, doesn't matter we're talking NFL, NBA, hockey, whatever, all sports change as they go on, especially when you play a long time, everything changed. What do you still love about the game? Uh, I mean, uh, there's not a lot I don't like about the game. Um, I, I would say first and foremost, uh, what I love is the opportunity to face the best in the world every single day. Um, and, you know, to my knowledge, there, there's not another, you know, career where every single day for eight months out of the year, you get to face the best in the world and that type of um you know cauldron just uh, it, it really sharpens your blade right like you you have the opportunity to make adjustments and to see the best in the world and and to test your mindset your physicality everything about it and uh, on a daily basis there's no other sport like it there's no other job like it well that's what we've always loved about having you on is you're just going to sit there and feed us cliches yeah. you say something that's yeah. why i wonder if you didn't do baseball, what do you think you would have done? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I, I mean, I was, I've always been interested in, you know, in, in business in general. Um, but, you know, I, I really I really don't know. I, growing up, I, I mean, I was a, I was a big uh, – I was either outside playing or I was inside playing computer games or, or video games. Um, so, yeah, I, I, truth be told, I, I don't know. I, obviously, you know, I, I went, to, went to school, got my degree – um, so, you know, baseball was Stanford's always kind of a decent degree. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, ho hopefully, hopefully uh, it's not a, just a piece of paper on the wall. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, that's, uh, you know, I always uh, I, I didn't put all of my eggs in one basket, you know, in, in terms of baseball. I always wanted to be well-rounded, um, but it, it's, you know, I, I'm obsessed with baseball. And so it's always been my passion. Do you see 
Jed 2.0 somewhere, front office, coaching, got ownership. Yeah. I mean, where do you see once you say, okay, I'm done playing, right. I, I'm going somewhere. I mean, you, you don't seem like a guy to me that's just going to play golf every day and hang out. <laughs> um, you know, no, I, I, I'm definitely not. I, I will definitely be playing some golf, um, but it, it won't be uh, – you know, it, it won't be on a on a daily basis, I don't think. Um, and, and what that is, I, I, I don't I don't know what that role is in the game. Uh, it'll definitely be something. Um, you know, I just I feel like the um, the experience and knowledge that I've gained throughout the years, and um, you know, my like I said, my passion, uh, my obsession with the game, uh, I, I feel like uh, will will lead me you know down the path that that was right for me. And I just don't know what that is quite yet. I know you got to go, so let's end on this. Yeah. I think there's going to be, and, and, and you kind of fit right in that era perfectly, of a marriage and a blend. You know, not too much old school, mm. not too much new school. Kind yeah. of kind of be able to be both, be able to teach both, yeah. understand both. I think a guy that's played in the timeline of baseball when you played, understand that. Am I overstating that, or do you think a guy like yourself could long-term really help a lot of people because you could marry both together? Yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I think I am uniquely situated in that, uh, in that regard that I've, you know, I've seen, um, I've seen both worlds and, um, you know, it's, uh, the game is in a, the game's in a place, uh, where, you know, from a, um, you know, entertainment, um, standpoint and, you know, the, the way that the game, the product is, um, delivered on the field. Um, you know, there, there's some, there's some things that, um, I know the commissioner is working hard to, uh, you know, try to try to, I don't know if modernize is the right word, but I, I, I like to think of baseball as a, as a romantic game. Right. And so I think, you know, part of that romance of the game is building some anticipation, and so I think um, you know the opportunity to build that anticipation in the game um, is a little lackluster right now. I, I think you know home runs are fun, strikeouts are fun, um, but it's kind of like a sugar rush. You know, it happens and then it's over. Um, there, there's no real anticipation. You know, yeah. like there's there's not a lot of movement. There's not a lot of coordination that's happening on the field. There's no plays on. Um, so I, I think you know building that anticipation kind of brings the the romance back to the game. And let me tell you about the evolution of Jed and our media here with the A's. The first time he ever came to the A's, we had Jed outside the stadium. We taped the interview in an old Raiders. It was like a metal ticket (laughs) box. It was like 8,000 degrees. It it was really hot. And I'm like, (laughs) we're really going to go do Jed in there? And we had never met before. To where, to where now you're live on YouTube, uh, yeah, Twitter, know, right? we're on the field. Uh, it's amazing the change you've seen and <laughs> how this team gets covered. Yeah, that uh, that that is a memory that I will never forget because that was uh, that that was a you know a hot box. Let's just put it that way for uh, for no other reason than the temperature. Yeah, yeah, you're in a different market now, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks yeah, for everything. Thanks. We always appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Right. We got more coming up next right here on A's Cast Live. And from Jed to Kevin Smith, when we did this interview, he was in the big leagues. He's been sent down, but he's trying to work his way back. Here is A's third baseman, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith joins us here. You may not remember, but we talked down at spring training without a mask on. Yes, yes. I do remember. Yeah, There was a lot you? of people down there, but but I remember. Yeah, I'm yeah. great, man. How's it going? New guys come in, and we all have to be a mask. And you're like, hey, we'll see you in Oakland, but you're going to have no idea what we look like. So it's good it's to tough. finally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And we talked about it. I've tried to tell A's fans a lot about our conversation about how excited your family was about you coming to the A's because you were growing up. The big all-star team wore green and gold, and it was like an honor to be on that all-star team. They sent like a picture of you as a kid in one of those uniforms to remind you, hey, you've always been wearing green and gold. That's right, man. I mean, the the day that that I got traded, a lot of stuff happened, and and it was a busy day. But when I got back to my phone, the first first message I had was from my mom and dad. They pulled out the A's jersey. It's it's a really small jersey. I think I was like seven or eight, and uh, that was the first jersey I had in Little League. And so they were they were excited. They're not excited. They're losing a lot of sleep because all the all the West Coast games. But uh, my dad's uh, my dad's losing some sleep before school, but he's happy. Where where are they? They're in New York, upstate New York still. So oh yeah, so, so that's, they're on that's East Coast. Brutal. Yeah, they're on East Coast time. He's losing a lot of sleep <laughs> out there, but he's uh, he's working through it for sure. Actually, you know what? They're they are a little bit lucky because. When, when, when did we so we used to be 707 yeah lucky see. that it's 640 like we used to be 707 and you're talking about three hour games uh your <laughs> poor sure. parents so it, i know it's kind of been easier uh with the 640 start you know last time we talked knowing that you're at heart a middle infielder but yeah playing a lot of third base but man this year you at third base you start looking at all the defensive metrics you're as good as anybody out at third base in all of baseball. I appreciate So the that. work you put in, by the way, it's working. <laughs> Something's going right. He's getting me right for sure. Uh, it's been fun, though, man. It's been fun just learning the different footwork over there, learning how to approach different balls. And uh, it's been fun, man, watching, watching, just watching a lot of film, trying to get better every day. But, you know, he's been doing a great job making sure I'm staying on track and getting out here for early work and uh, doing the best I can to make sure I can get some outs for our pitchers. You know, it's so interesting when you play third base and you play up, one of the things you can do is just block it, get in front of you, come up and fire. Yeah. And shortstop, you can't do that. And shortstop for me is always so tough because you got to have beautiful footwork, right? For it's sure. like the best athletes are shortstops. But also at shortstop, you don't have a lot of time compared to you do have a lot of time sometimes at third base. What's that transition been like? Yeah, I mean, once you catch it, you got a ton of time, right? But catching it's the hard part. So you know, it's trying smoked to, at you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just how much I didn't realize how much curves on the ball. You know, you're always getting a hook, you're always getting a bleed or something from a lefty, from a righty. So at short, you're getting way more <clears throat> straight balls just because they're hitting it better. It's more in the barrel. It's more up the field. At third base, they move a lot more. So just getting used to that, what it looks like off the bat, how I have to approach those balls. But trying to play third as much as a shortstop as I can, you know playing short for so long like you said you work on feet work so much and so uh, the more that I can back up and almost be like a second shortstop over there I feel like I get more range and, and get the benefit of the doubt to the pitchers and get as many outs as I can for them. You know we talked to Mark Kotze earlier today for the Mark Kotze show about defense you know he used to set the defense for Bob Melvin and we saw it last night a little bit of a mix-up where you're looking at trying you know you got to worry about the bunt you got Elvis actually playing second base. You got Noisy, I don't even want to call that. He's in between what second and first would be. Ground ball to 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 Elvis. And next thing you know, Noisy's cutting over to second base. <laughs> it's like and it's like when you take guys out of their normal spots and shifting yeah. and you try and turn double plays or stuff, sometimes it looks chaotic. What's it like as an infielder? Because you're doing things you're not used to. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, especially when we shift like that, especially with the guy in first, um, you're trying to take away the bunt from the lefty. So you're kind of playing in. You're pretty far from second. 
Um, once the ball's hit to E, it's either you run to second base, but if he doesn't look at you, you know, E has a great eternal clock. So if he's diving, he, he thinks he can't get the out second, throws the first, all of a sudden third base is wide open, they can get the third, right? So a bunch of stuff runs through your head right there. Should I run to second? Should I go back to third? Uh, can I even get to second? Am I just running over there for no reason? Then we got, you know, first and third if he can't get the out. So um, that's kind of what happens, though, in these shifts. You get a lot of weird plays. They're really fun to make when you make them, you know, whether the second baseman's running over or the shortstop's running over to make them. Um, you just hope that it all evens out at the end, right? You want, you want to make more outs than have, have of those. And I think we've done a pretty good job this year of doing that. Um, but, like, when you're in those shifts and those happen, it kind of gets exposed, and, and you kind of see those more than the routine plays that wouldn't have been made if you weren't in the shift, you know. So as a, as a defense, you just have to accept that we're going off the numbers, and, and they're putting us in great spots to make plays. You just kind of have to live and die by that. Yeah, the, the, the data shows more often than not the shifts work, it's just when something like that happens, you're like, what the hell is yeah. going on? You got people going on. And especially if it's in a play where you have a game last night where everything mattered, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's so close, the game's going to be close that sometimes those plays you look at and you go, why the hell are you doing that? Could have cost you the game. It's just, yeah. it, and I understand, it kind of reminds me like in golf, a shot that you don't practice, like all of a sudden on the course, I got to pull this screaming hook around a tree. I can't practice that on the range. <laughs> Seems like sometimes you exactly. guys are in that in that spot. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes baseball fun is all those plays you don't practice, right, where you're out there and it's in just in a weird situation where maybe it happens once or twice a year and it's not worth it to spend an hour, you know, before a game focusing on that one play. You might as well, you know, practice on the 80%, the 90% that you're going to get. So when those happen, though, that's kind of – that's why we're out there. That's why it's fun and, and what makes it so fun to be out there is when those plays happen and, and you make them, it's like no one even knew what we were supposed to do. We were in a crazy situation that we've never been in, and, and we end up getting the out. So, you know, that makes it fun, but it also makes it hectic out there sometimes. There's been times where you've gotten hot offensively. What do you think is the key for you getting more at-bats and playing every day? Of course, you had a little bit of the hiccup in the injury, but just w what's it going to take for you to truly get back on track? Yeah, I think it's just being consistent. You know, obviously the injury was tough. I felt like I was I was really good before that, and now we're finally getting back in the groove. But, you know, it's it's tough, man. It's the big Don't leagues. Slide. You're facing. You're facing. Don't slide. It, that was a crazy play. So I actually tripped myself like two steps before then, yeah. and it was either head first or feet first, and my body, I just blacked out. And uh, I got up, and I was fine. I told D, I said, if I hurt myself right there, I'd be really pissed off. And then, of course, you know, the next day it blows up, and we had a few days there. But, um, yeah, that's that's the that's the name of the game, right? You're facing the best guys in the world every single day. And so that's this is the first level you get to do that at, and, you, and hopefully you do it for a really long time. So, just getting used to, to how the game goes, you know, the pitchers that you haven't seen before. Um, they've seen a lot of hitters before, you know, so they know how to attack you. And it's just that back and forth of constantly making adjustments. But, you know, the more at-bats you get and the more games that you play, the more comfortable that you feel, the more you can kind of be more consistent. And something that we've been talking about today that's been coming out in the notes and it's kind of they're now doing this thing called pitch, pitch tempo where they're tracking mm. how fast the pitchers are. So I say it all the time, work fast, work fast, because it helps not only the pitcher, the catcher get into rhythm, Defense. but it helps the D. Explain sure. to everybody 100%. the difference between a guy who works fast and you as an infielder are versus a guy who works slow. Yeah, it's tough because when the guy's working fast, like you're ready constantly, right? So he pitches, he comes back, you're getting ready again. You can kind of get in the flow of the game. Typically, the defense just plays better because you're not out there for 25, 30 minutes at that time, you know. So when a guy's working slow, it gets a little harder. You gotta you gotta wait a little longer if they're if they're not really hitting their spots and they start walking guys. Now you know you've been out there for five or ten minutes where a play hasn't been made. You haven't really moved around. You haven't thrown. So 
I don't know what the science is behind it. I'd be interested in someone a lot smarter than me kind of looking into that. But just as a def as a defense, you know, when you're out there and, and got, like, someone like Irving or Logue, I mean, all of our pitchers, Blackburn, I mean, just attacking guys and working fast, it helps us a bunch. I can tell you, we did the stopwatch out here at the start of the show. We did 14 seconds. Goes by pretty quick. Yeah. 30 seconds? It's a Tough. long time. If we sat here just 30 seconds, it's a long time. If you did that in between time. every pitch, you can mm -hmm. see as an infielder just going, Bro, throw the ball. Let's go. Like, <laughs> Locking like, in for that long is tough. It makes it that, that's the biggest thing, right? You want to lock in every pitch. Like you want to make sure that you're on on your game. So the longer you have to go between that, it's not just that one pitch. It's every you know 170 pitches throughout the night, over and over every day. Um, instead of it being a lot more quick, and, and you can kind of you know be on top of your game a little better. All right, we know you got to get in, so let's end on this. Now playing for a California team. Mm -hmm. You've been here for a while. You've had a few weeks. You had that one where you're here, San Francisco back and long. Place to sleep in your own bed now yeah. here. What is the one thing you've really enjoyed about now playing full-time for a California team? It's got to be the weather. Got to be the weather. I'm from New York. I, I've always wanted to live in Cali. Like when we were in elementary school and they are like, where's your dream spot to live? It was always Cali. So, like I said, my, my parents are losing a lot of sleep, but uh, my body works way better on West Coast time. <laughs> I feel, you know, on the east, you're up really late, and then you get over here, and it's 11 o'clock, and you can get to bed and, and get some good sleep in. But uh, it's got to be the weather, man. It's, it's been awesome. It's sunny all the time. It's You never have to worry if it's going to downpour for three straight days. You never have to worry about a May snowstorm. So uh, it's been great. Rain delays. You see that? See, see people can see where they're watching it right now yeah, live. there we go. That there thing, that tarp never gets pulled out. <laughs> Never. I don't even know if there's a tarp under there. I, don't I can't even remember. Anybody yeah. remember last time? When's the last time, Cody, we pulled the tarp out? I think the last rain delay slash postponement was like 2017. Okay. I guess it's worth it to have the tarp every five, six years, right? Got to pull it out. Welcome to California, my hey, friend. Seattle did it right. They, they just pulled that dome right over and we kept playing. So Yeah, they make sure. This, and the great thing, Texas and the humidity and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it gets hot. It rains every day. Yeah. Not anymore. You get 81 games in. It's right. 72 degrees and let's go. That's what's nice about here, too. I heard when it gets hot in the summer, you know, in New York, it's humid. You don't want to go outside. No here humidity. It's, here it's perfect. So uh, I'm excited for the rest of the year, man. It's going to be fun. Well, welcome to your first time on our set here yeah, ace cast nice. live yeah. great stuff keep killing it at third base and we'll talk thank to you, you soon i appreciate it man Thanks. we got more coming up next right here on ace cast live we'd like to thank cole Irvin, jed lowry and kevin smith for coming on a's cast live and thank you for listening to a's unfiltered now back to a's cast powered by iHeartRadio. this has been a presentation of the oakland athletics Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.